Scottish J. Welfare.com, Final Days Report, Episode 315. It's obvious the coordinated one-world government is here, as demonstrated by the orchestration of World War III, the pandemic, civil war, open borders, grid-down programming, economic collapse, pestilence, and the contrived famine. Folks, they're burning it all down to bring in this beast technocratic system. It is time to get prepared spiritually and physically. And what disturbs me the most is the deep defamation, the war on real God-created things like animals, this CRISPR-Cas9, this fake beef, fake chicken, fake fish agenda that they're doing. And now, folks, what we're going to cover within this VCast is they have a footprint, a strategic pillar, a communication strategy to go after your backyard gardens. We cannot comply to this nonsense. This is a bit of a deep one, my friends. All right. First of all, you need to recognize that there's a war on you. Control the food, kill the people. And again, one world government is 100% here. First story I want to cover from Natural News, foreign entities now own 40 million acres of U.S. agriculture land. And you think about Bill Gates as well, owning the farmland. And somebody sent me a tip as well with the BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, and their manipulation of the land. I'm, I'm actually diving deep into some research there. But the BLM, our federal government that's gone rogue, basically controls 247 million acres of land, about one-eighth of the country's total land mass. So you think about it. 40 million acres, you have Bill Gates, BLM. We're going to have to use the land that we have to feed ourselves in the future. As all this chaos comes about, the manipulation of the seals, my friends. And this has happened before. Control the food, kill the people. You think about the destruction of the bison. And if you're just listening to a podcast service, I'm showing a mountain of buffalo heads on the verge of getting processed for fertilizer. I mean, it's disgusting. want to compliment Dr. Tenpenny for her Substack article, but let's read. It is January 2024, and we've covered this. Amish farmers are still being raided by, and Bill Gates is buying more U.S. farmland for God only knows what purpose. For nearly a year, the deep state is trying to starve us and starve us some more with plant Fires. I was in the food industry for many, many years, managing small business units. Managing small business units. When I say small, hundred million to two hundred million dollar business units, but small for the big companies I worked for. And you never would see this much destruction with the supply chain, my friends. I mean, it's it's obvious they're hitting us on so many fronts above and beyond the the pandemic. And here's another proof point. This is, I'm going to show you a fire of Planet Farms. It's the largest agriculture vertically integrated production facility in Europe. It supports farmers to grow pesticide-free crops, increase growth yields, and reducing water consumption through technology. Yesterday, it caught fire. Dew weapon is suspected. And remember, we covered from the World Economic Forum a new term, a new term to me, ecocide, genocide. And this woman 
within the World Economic Forum mentions farmers. So there's obviously a war on farmers. And I go back to this article I covered of mass extinction. And when you really read the CNN article, it talks about, hey, the six mass extinction is here. And the last one was 66 million years ago, 666. And nowhere in the article does it talk about their toxins, the EMF poisons, the weather weapons, big pharma, how that pollution, you know, taints the water system, atrazine, turning our men into effeminate women, this DNA corruption, this nanotech and the nanotech act. We're polluting the society and it's being blamed on humans. As we've always talked about the club of Rome strategy, there are two pillars to their strategy to reduce the population. One, humans are the disease spreaders. They need to be controlled. And two, humans are the polluters. It's borderline brilliant on a wicked perspective, their strategy. And just here's another proof point from that mass extinction from CNN. I just, this, this patent came across my feed and I would file patents for fun. I've invented things for companies. This is something I, I, I dive deep into within my, my career and this is alarming. 3D graphene oxide nanoparticles for cloud seeding patents. So what are they dumping on us? The smart dust that we've covered. Go to SJ Wellfire and type in smart dust. I mean, it is nefarious. So one of the things that I want to do is just try to give solutions a little bit more besides getting your spiritual house in order. Folks, you need to learn permaculture. That's vertical farming. Look it up, study it, food forest or permaculture, guerrilla gardening, learn to forage, start a hobby farm. If you have some means, use worms to uh, compost, something we'll talk about in the end, and introduce mushrooms into forests as well. You need to think strategically. And, and I don't care if you live in an apartment and have no land. You need to think, where are the fruit trees in my area? What can I do to sustain myself? How do I filter my water? All right, let's get into the main story. There's a war on organic food, and there's going to be a war with food in your backyard. All right, here's how they're going to go after your backyard garden. From a study from the University of Michigan, new study claims homegrown gardens, carbon footprint, get this, is six times greater than conventional farming. So monocrop farming that destroys the soil, the soil's dead, especially when they put glyphosate on it, right? Kills the worms. They're saying that a backyard garden that has diversity is worse for the environment. And carbon dioxide is good. You breathe carbon dioxide. A war on carbon is a war on you. It's what you're made of, my friends. Bliss read a new study recently published by the University of Michigan asserts that backyard homegrown garden foods have upwards of six times the amount of carbon emissions versus conventionally raised crops, blah, 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 blah. The exception revealed by our study suggests that urban agriculture practitioners can reduce their climate impacts by cultivating crops that are typically greenhouse grown or air freighted, in addition to making changes in site design and management. By assessing actual inputs and outputs, the urban agriculture sites, we were able to assign climate change impacts to each serving of produce. The data set reveals that urban Agriculture has higher carbon emissions per serving of fruit and vegetable than conventional agriculture, with a few exceptions. Most of the climate impacts at urban farms are driven, get this, by the material used to construct them. 
and the infrastructure. These farms typically only operate for a few years or a decade. So the greenhouse gases used to produce the, those materials are not used effectively. Conventional agriculture, on the other hand, is very efficient and hard to compete with. I'm not buying it for a second. This is a war on you, my friends. And the articles were all over the place. This is being, this is being pushed by the mainstream news, my friends. And the other thing I thought was just interesting is, and I didn't cover this at the World Economic Forum, is they're going after coffee. This is from uh, a World Economic Forum participant. Basically, the coffee that we drink emits between 15 and 20 tons of CO2 per ton of coffee, Keller said in a viral clip from the conference. So we should all know that. This is every time we drink coffee, we are basically putting CO2 into the atmosphere, he claimed. Blah, 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 blah. They want you probably to eat humans. And, we, and I'm not kidding. We did a podcast of cannibalism to stop global warming. Now, I want to play again the ecocide from the World Economic Forum and listen carefully how she talks about farms. Subtly brings in farms. The, the, the war on farms is a war on you. I mean, ecocide as a word is becoming more, it's becoming better known around the world. And the concept is generally mass damage and destruction of nature. Um, but legally speaking, um, what our organisation and other collaborators aim to do is to have this recognised legally as a serious crime. Because one of the issues that sort of pervades all of this discussion is that we have a kind of cultural, very ingrained habit of not taking damage to nature as seriously as we take damage to people and property. Um, and that, I mean, you know, if you're campaigning for human rights, at least you know mass murder, torture, all of these things are serious crimes. But there's no equivalent in the environmental space. Um, and so, and, and you know, unlike a, an international crime like genocide that in, involves a specific intent, with ecocide, what we see is actually what people are trying to do, what businesses are trying to do, is make money, is you know, is farm, is fish, is do all of these things that are um, you know producing energy and so on, um, as well. But what's it, what's missing is the awareness and the conscience around the side effects, around the collateral damage that happens with that. You know, in a way, I agree with her that we should go after these ecocide participants. But again, it's those that are dumping the chemtrails on us. It's the nanotechnology they're introducing into the system. It's the EMF, poison and toxicity. It's all the... 60,000 poisonous toxic chemicals that were approved. It's the pharmacia being dumped into our water after you defecate. Yeah, it's the, it's the radar system. Never forget, I saw a video where they put radar in the rainforest in Brazil and stuff started dying everywhere. So maybe this could be a bit of a Heyman's gallo. I mean, good night, my friends. And ultimately what they want to do is they want to have this AI fake God, this omnipresent hive mind, know everything, know everything that you do. That's where, they, that's where they're headed, my friends. But again, I thought this was a nice video clip on the war against food. Let's roll it. When you start to see people like Bill Gates gobble up farmland and you read what his foundation says about farming, when they say that 
we're going to have a particular type of agriculture. They want large blocks run by the government or by private consortia where they say we're not going to have animal-based proteins, we're not going to have stockyards, we're not going to have turkey farms, we're not going to have chicken. The academic mind always has the answers, but never in the real world. And they do a lot of damage. Everywhere you look, small and medium-sized farms being gobbled up by these corporate mega farms because they can't keep up anymore. They can't comply with these endless streams of regulations that are coming down. We're seeing that in China now, where these giant, mechanized, corporate, big government-controlled mega farms are uh, displacing all these little small family farms that families have been farming for for hundreds of years, in some cases longer. They're moving them all off their little plots of land and moving them into these big, horrific mega cities that they have built. And we're going to see that all over the world with the decimation of small farms. So if they're not bankrupted by economic forces, the government itself will shut them down. Everything is falling apart. There is a shortage of food. Uh, many people uh, do not have enough money to eat every day. Everybody is out here today because they understand that when our government actually expropriates our farmers, you know, we're all next. Not just Holland is now facing these types of regulations, but you can see the attack on farmers all over the world. It's an agenda that is carried out on a global level that is being pushed through government officials in respective countries. This is precisely how the globalists have managed to take over national parliaments and national governments. 20 countries equal 80% of all the emissions. You solve the problem to start with by making sure all of those 20 countries are doing what they need to do. We have to pull them to the table and leverage further. So how do we get there? Well, the lesson I've learned in the last year is money, 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 money. They're following a script where they are thinking already from the perspective of a global, bureaucratic, quasi-totalitarian system of governing, system of rules. This is an agenda, and all these countries are implementing the same policies. So they've targeted the farmers because that's the agenda. Right now, things have uh, tripled as far as costs for my own farming operation and for many farmers across the country. And I think you're going to see across the board higher food prices. Food prices are already up dramatically this year, last year a little bit too. And we might see more empty shelves in America. Even the president is promising food shortages in, in his conversation. So there's no need for this to be happening. Mm -hmm. You know, the people are the ones that are going to be hurt. You know, not just farmers, you know, trying to make a living. It's going to be the food supply of this country, which is a staple of our security, of our nation, yeah. being able to grow the grain and the crops that we do, that not only supplies us, but our allies and other trading partners around the world. We have 8 billion people on the planet now, and that's sustainable if they allow agriculture to continue to be mechanized and genetically altered. And I don't think they understand that if they tamper with that, you're going to have people go hungry. We are headed into, I think, a time of very significant food shortages. Uh, can we expect to see massive increases in food prices next year? Oh, no question about it. So I think the end goal of the war on farmers that we're seeing, which is guided at every step by the Sustainable Development Goals and Agenda 2030, is going to be a total consolidation of agriculture, a total consolidation of the food supply, and uh, as every communist tyrant of the last hundred years has understood if you control the food, you control the people. I think that's ultimately the end goal.
Now, I take issue with the gentleman talking about GMOs. You don't need GMOs. And I took a permaculture class. And a perma permaculture, again, I know a lot of people have heard me talk about this. It's a seven-layer system. It looks like a food for forest. So you actually have a tree. That's either a nut tree or a fruit tree. You actually put grape vines up that. And then from there, you have different bushes and vines and that sort of thing. And so ultimately, you have seven layers that you can eat. And it mimics God's creation. And there's so much food on this small square footage. And people that are really good at permaculture, they capture water. They can actually green the desert, you know, actually building different uh, berms and troughs. It's really quite amazing. The The science behind it. And people just observe, they observe what happens in nature. And then you bring animals in, their waste turns to, uh, to, to compost and soil. Birds come in, it, like, like it's just this symbiotic relationship. Tea, I mean, I, I have this small three-fourths of an acre in a suburban home out in the uh, Chicago area. And I actually did permaculture you know, I think I've got four or five apple trees, three or four pear trees, cherry trees, plum trees, nut trees. I have more food than I know what to do with. I have different exotic teas, probably seven or eight berries, and I'm not even good with it. Now, the one thing you need, you need time, right? It took me maybe seven, eight years to build this up. But the cool thing is when leaves fall, you leave them. Leaves turn into soil. And one of the things, too, that I did is I'm a big composter. Um, vermiculture, I think it's called, where you use worms for your compost. You can create amazing soil. Because remember that patent I talked about with graphene? That patent with graphene for weather manipulation, what are they dumping on us? I've had probably 30 emails come my way of people saying, I can't grow as well as I used to. So we need to get smart. Is it, is it the soil that they're messing with? What is happening? Look into vermiculture, you know, composting, using worms, worm composting. Uncle Jim um, is where I actually got my worms and a lot of different books as well. Because ultimately, we're going to have to learn skills to grow our own food. And again, learn permaculture, uh, learn to grill a garden, learn to forage, start a hobby farm if you have means, or think about it, uh, composting, and introduce mushrooms to forest as well. These are some things that you can do to really take back your control. Learn, get your water supply. Can you heat your home? I mean, because you need to think about my opening statement. Things are converging. World War III, Civil War. Uh, we've been primed for a grid shutdown, for uh, some sort of cyber attack on the entire infrastructure. These are things that are planned. We're watching a theater of war, but death will be real to us, my friends. And you need to think about this one world government. You know, the Satan runs this world. Just some scripture, John 12, 31. Now is the judgment of the, this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And when Satan took Jesus and he said, bow down to me. And I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. He wasn't lying. Now, we do have power, but we need to bind their evil and loosen God's angels. And we need to ask for wisdom, right? We need to get rid of our habitual sin, including myself. Pray for forgiveness, my friends. And again, I think this is as the days of Noah, DNA, gene manipulation. 
with all flesh, no flesh will be left. That includes animals and probably they're probably even tainting with, uh, with, with trees and that sort of thing as well. I mean, it, it is that nefarious, my friends. Satan hates God's creation, and he wants to mimic it. And expect famine in the end of days, right? Matthew 24, 7, For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. We're seeing earthquakes, um, the magnitude taking off. Now, I'm not 100% sure if they're in diverse places. I think that's something I'm looking uh, into a little bit further. And of course, Revelation 6 um, with seal 3, you can just see they're burning down the infrastructure, my friends. They're trying to uh, drive inflation big time, big time. But what a great time to be alive. If you're not saved, I mean, all of this is predicted in the good book. They need to burn it all down to bring in the mark of the beast, you know, ID 2020, central bank digital currencies, social credit scores, carbon dioxide trackers, this, this stranglehold system, and AI will be considered a hero with the Antichrist. And they what they're going to do is they're going to go after and arrest the people like um, the World Economic Forum people, all these, these communists, these people that are defiling our kids. They'll arrest them. It'll be seen as this light. They're going to stop the Antichrist and AI will stop World War III, right? Or put an end to it as it's, as it's going. And people, if, unless you're not awake and don't know, if you don't know the scripture, you'll be like, yeah, this is great. I love it. No. So get prepared. Go to sjwellfire.com. We have preparation tools. I definitely think there's going to be some nukes. I think it's the theater of war. They're going to shut down the grid and they're going to bring in then their free energy devices. If you go to empshield.com, FDR EMP 50, final days report EMP 50, but FDR EMP 50 to get $50 off. I have one on my old Jeep and uh, God bless. And, And don't be fearful. Even though I've seen through dreams and visions what's coming, I'm not fearful. I'm calm. Um, My anxiety is I just pray some loved ones come to Christ. But we cannot bow down to this beast system. We need to endure to the end. A brother in Christ had a dream of this beautiful horse and the fence was being slowly converging on that horse. The horse still was being able to be sustained. Have a blessed day.